Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today we have a special episode for you guys. We're going to be visiting with Ashley Kwasniewski. She's the co-founder and owner of Big Timber Brewing in Elkins, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Randolph County. Ashley, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to talking with you and learning more about your story. But first, a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Since 2017, our goal has been, has been to bring you encouraging and inspiring business stories each week from right here in the Mountain State. We believe that by encouraging others, with the possibilities that entrepreneurship and small business ownership can bring, that we can help change the direction of West Virginia and help keep our young people here in the state and attract great young people here as well. We love telling these business stories that quite frankly, a lot of people don't get to hear about. Our hope is that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build a good business, to move your business to West Virginia, and if you've left our state for whatever reason, to move back here to West Virginia and be a part of this amazing small business culture that we have going on in the Mountain State. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. They're not just talking about it, they're doing it. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences, and in my opinion, more importantly, their stories. I love stories. A great story and that's what we're here to do is to share those stories with you guys over the past several years we're uh, we've produced more than 300 episodes now and positively West Virginia is a 501 c3 nonprofit organization you can learn more about our mission of promoting small business entrepreneurship and even nonprofits in West Virginia at positivelywv.com our guest today is Ashley Kwasniewski. She's the co-founder and owner of Big Timber Brewing. If you don't know Ashley, I'll tell you a little bit about her. After high school, Ashley did some traveling until she eventually settled down in Missoula, Montana. After arriving in Montana, she met her husband and business partner, Matt Kwasniewski. Together, they started working on the dream of building and operating a brewery. Matt started his brewing internship in 2011, and at the end of that internship, they moved to West Virginia and started building Big Timber Brewing. Big Timber Brewing opened uh, in 2014 and has expanded all over the place very rapidly. You've probably seen their, their, their beer products on shelves in local stores and on tap rooms across the state. Ashley has two kids and hopes to continue growing her family and her company. We invited Ashley on the show today to talk about Big Timber Brewing, to share their story, and to talk about the business she leads right here in West Virginia. Ashley, again, thanks for being on the show today with us. Take a minute and tell us a little bit about Big Timber Brewing. Um, yeah, Big Timber Brewing is a craft brewery out of Elkins, West Virginia. Um, we distribute throughout the state of West Virginia, and currently we just have plans to keep digging into that. We are a company that really, really likes to connect to the um, nature, and we want to try to be as green as possible, and that's like that's what we're working for, towards right now and just continuing to grow and um, really be part of this West Virginia community. Ashley, so I'm intrigued. You you were living in Missoula, Montana. You meet your, your uh, husband, Matt, 
and you guys have this idea of starting a brewery. How did you pick West Virginia? How did you pick Elkins to to bring you know your brewing company, your brewery to uh, to a, a town like Elkins, West Virginia? Tell us a little bit about how that all got started. Well, we had originally wanted to maybe do that in Montana. Um, we're really enthusiastic outdoors people. We love hiking, kayaking, snowboarding. Um, recently picked up cross-country skiing. So Montana was somewhere we thought, oh, well, this is where we want to make our life. But one thing, Montana has really poor beer laws. Um, you After 5,000 barrels, you can't even have it like on-site tap room. Um, or at least I think they might be moving away from that now, but that was at the time what we were looking at. You could only have three beers per day per person out of a tap room, like just stuff that was really limiting in our growth potential. Um, and then Matt grew up in Elkins and he loves this area and it really is close to his heart. And he just thought, you know, this like Elkins really does have so many things that people go looking for in Montana. We have amazing fishing and hiking. Um, snowshoes not very far from here. Yeah. Just it has so much of the outdoor opportunities that we loved in Montana anyway. Um, and then also just people talk a lot about wanting to help their hometown, but you you need to do something about it. You can't just say it. I mean, people say, well, why doesn't Elkins have this? Well, who's doing something about it? Um, yeah. We wanted to. So that's great. Wow, I, I didn't know that. How did you how did you come up with the name Big Timber Brewing? I'm curious about that. So it's funny because we can't completely remember, but I know why we did it. <laughs> so there is a big timber Montana, but I don't know if that's like, that might have sparked the idea, but it's because my husband's family has been in the saw mill industry for several generations and him as the oldest son, he's kind of leaving that behind and starting his own thing. He wanted to pay homage to the area, the local area that started with the lumber industry, um, but also his family leaving JC Lumber Company, um, leaving something his grandfather started and doing his own thing. So it's kind of a throwback to his family yeah, as well. That's awesome. That's very cool. And and you guys do such a great job uh, with branding and marketing your products. And it's a familiar looking uh, can that you see on the grocery store shelves, right? In the beer aisle. Uh, and you have amassed quite a following. You guys are kind of legends in the craft beer uh, industry here in West Virginia. Talk a little bit about the your, your beers, the staples, maybe some of the seasonals that you're known for, and talk a little bit about your products. Okay. Um, so we have three year-round beers that I know are probably the most recognizable beers, um, IPA, Porter, and then Lager Lager. And Lager Lager, again, is just a throwback to uh, <laughs> to the local area. But those beers are actually some of my very first recipes. And, of course, they're tweaked through the times because um, people's palates change. Even if we don't notice, like, you might love a beer you had, and then you go back to see on another vacation 10 years later, and that beer doesn't taste the same to you. It's because people's palates just slowly change over time. Wow. So we have tweaked those recipes slightly almost every batch, but they're still the tri tried and true, like original recipes that we opened Big Timber with. Um, and then Double Bit IPA, it's a higher West Coast IPA. It's starting to get out into circulation a lot more. You'll see it more and more as we try to keep up with production here. And then we have um, 
seasonals that we highly so forest festival which is a october fest named for the large festival we have here in elkins um frost notch um another timber name it's a winter ale old ale like really a big brother of frost notch real malty for malt forward perfect beer if you're like drinking by the fire um so those two are really large distribution and then we have some kettle sours we're really getting into now that are really fun to play with and we've been really trying to use like local produce or ingredients as much as possible um west virginia salt works is in alpenglow a local farmer here gives us all the rosemary um for that beer as well we of course were not able to source the oranges that are in it for many were close <laughs> but yeah and so that's been fun we just we really love how much west virginia has to offer so we try to put all that into our product yeah that's awesome i, I love hearing that uh ashley tell tell us a little bit about your um your tap room your your brewery uh there in elkins and a little bit about uh your capabilities how many barrels are you putting out Okay, so we actually are one of our original bucket lists for professional was to hit 5,000 barrels. And last year, we squeaked by that number and we did for 2021, 5,012. Wow, hey, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that was actually a really big moment for us. Um, just kind of, it used to be a big deal in the craft beer world to hit that 5,000. You used to get like a markup in the Brewers Association kind of. Now they have raised that marker to 6,000. So that's good. I guess it just gives us another goal. Um, our current facility, we are actually, unfortunately, starting to get, again, starting to max out. Uh, this is a good problem that we've just continuously had for a long time. But we did just add some new fermentation capacity and we possibly will be relocating our cold room to drop some more fermenters. So I don't know. I'll keep you updated. We have to make yeah. a decision here yeah. soon. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about distribution, uh, Ashley, you know, in other words, if somebody wants to pick up an IPA or a double bid IPA or a frost notch where where's your, where are your products sold, uh, around the state? And is it primarily in West Virginia? It is all in West Virginia. Um, if you see our product on a shelf outside of West Virginia, somebody did something they weren't supposed to and kind of bootlegged <laughs> it out here. Um, but all all the Walmarts in West Virginia have us on shelves. Kroger has an amazing beer selection, um, are, and they should be on almost every Kroger shelf in the state. Sheets has our main products at almost at all times and then a lot of your nice craft beer stores have them as well yeah that's that's great so how is how how does that work um being only able to sell in west virginia you mentioned bootlegging i kind of chuckled but you know how yeah. does that how does that work across interstate lines well we could sell out of state lines we just have to file each state has different beer laws and we have to follow along with those and then also pay their different sales taxes and sure. barrels taxes to each state. We have made the decision to stay in West Virginia because we've grown 12% every year here or so. That's great. And that is about as much as we can handle, um, as well as a lot of our distribution partners. Um, they've always, most of them are always asking us for more beer than we can actually give them. So there's, it's very, it wouldn't really behoove us to like sign another 
area when we can't quite keep up um, here in West Virginia. And, you know, we're always just like a couple steps behind her to like completely filling orders. And that's great. We love that. Yeah. But yeah, we'd rather just keep digging deep into our home state and making sure all of the people who supported us for a long time have the product they need. Yeah, that, that's that's amazing. Ashley, you mentioned, you know, how you got to Elkins from uh, Montana. But I'm curious, like, why a brewery? What, how, how did that come, that whole concept come about? Um, my grandfather was really big fan of Alaskan Amber. It was my first beer that I was, I drank maybe before I was supposed to. Um, <laughs> and I just, I loved how... Like a lot of, I think as you're young, you think of beer as your macros, like you're just perhaps blue ribbon or your Bud Light or just something very like unflavorful. And I just love that there's so many different like styles and I love the packaging that Alaskan Amber had. Um, I love Alaskan. I just, I kind of fell in love with like the brewery Alaskan brewing. Um, I had the hope to go there. I don't know. You know, as a kid, I, I didn't, and I wanted, and I love service. Like my first job was a waitress and I really wanted to own a beer bar. It was, I wanted that culture of just having a community bar. And I was, I had plans of, oh, I was going to have all these beers on tap and all these local food. And um, so that was my plan. And then my husband was, grew up in manufacturing and he really loved manufacturing. Um, so he wanted to he wanted to kind of continue that it's what he knows and he loved just the creation of something. Um, but one thing that always disappointed him was, you know, they would do, they would make a product, but they didn't know where that product went. They never saw the end product. Um, it would, might be in your cabinet in your kitchen and he might go see his friend and his, like that wood would be in there, but he didn't know it. Yeah. So he also was quite, he, he really just wanted to own a brewery. And so we kind of, melge our ideas together and that became the dream yeah that's that's so good what's your 30 second pitch for big timber brewing in other words if you meet somebody for the first time what is it you tell people that you do uh we are a craft brewery out of west virginia um that gives back to our community and tries to use our local goods to make the area around us better that's awesome. Love also, it. Also, our beer's awesome. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's great. I, I, I think that uh, you've got that down for sure. So, Ashley, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for Big Timber Brewing right now? What's that thing that you guys are focused on? Um, we, we've been in the state of um, expansion basically since we opened, mm. it's always been adding more f- fermentation, getting canning line, opening it more distribution. Uh, we finished our current brewery two, maybe going on three years now. And now like two years we finished it. And now we've been working on our tap room, which should come our new tap room, which should come to completion at the end of the year if everything stays on track. And I think the completion of that, it will be actually just really nice to take a breath and figure out what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you're expanding um, all the time, it's, it's kind of, uh, kind of can, can wear on you a little bit. You need to keep uh, invigorated, right? Yeah. And then I think the other thing too, it's, I'm excited for possibly this virus to maybe finally leave us. 
and we can just get back out there and see everybody. Um, we've had our distribution partners have been great through this and so have our retail partners. And I just really like our sales team and myself to get back out there and say, thank you. We've been kind of putting off most of our big sales events and such just to try to make sure nothing happens negatively. And I, I don't know, I mean, fingers crossed or maybe this summer we can get back to normal. Yeah, that would be, that would be amazing for sure. How many employees do you have, Ashley? We have eight full-time employees and three part-time employees. Fantastic. Since, you know, you guys started this in 2014, what would you say is, has been your best business moment since you've been in business? There's been so many, but I actually already touched on it that I think hitting the bucket list of one of our biggest yeah. goals of that 5,000 was pretty cool. That happened just now. That's a lot of beer. Um, yeah. In the beginning, actually, one of the cool things was going out into the public and seeing someone order a beer because thankfully our friends and family and our community came out to support us right away. And that was awesome. And I think I wouldn't have felt as great about it if they hadn't, but later when people who didn't know this was were buying our beer and putting it in their grocery cart. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I have a, I have a buddy that once a month we go out and, you know, get a pizza and have a beer and uh, his favorite is the double bit IPA. I mean, that's his go-to. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Where's your local watering hole? Uh, we have several here, but, uh, uh the, the, the place that uh, we were at, uh, this past month, uh, this pat we meet once a month uh in january we went to uh mountain mamas oh yeah yeah so that was that was pretty cool um so tell us about you know on the flip side your worst business moment uh, tell us the the story of your worst experience so far and let us learn from learn from that story i i think some of the hardest things that we go through right now is communication with our with the public mm. um so in West Virginia, in most places, there's a three-tier system. So there's the brewery, distributor, winery, and then your distributor, and then your retail market. We set our prices with the state. We tell the ABC what we are going to sell each beer for, and all distributors get that beer for that price for us. It's across the board. But after that, our distribution partners decide what they're going to mark up our product at. Yeah. Um, and they all, they're all different. And we work with them, and we talk to them, and some are better than others on working with it. But then they sell that product to the end user, like the bar and the bar now has control of their pricing or the store has control over their pricing. And we have very little control of that. And it's, it's really, we've encountered a lot of frustration from our customers about some of the price gouging and pricing of certain things. And it's hard. We're working on it, but we don't have complete control over that. And I, I want to get that message out more because we we want, we've always tried to be an affordable brewery. It was one of our goals. Um, we want everybody to be able to drink our beer. I think you can see that and like reflected on the price point of our staples, but some of our seasonals are so in high demand. It just gets outrageous. And I'm, we are going to work on it this year. And we don't want, we understand how hard people have worked for their dollar. I mean, we understand it. It's just not something we have complete control over. Yeah. And when people are upset by it, I, I try not to take, take things personally. <laughs> but, well, well, there's a, there's a balance between having empathy for the situation and realizing that you do, you don't really have the control over it. Right. 
can be, I can right. see how that could be no, frustrating. I, th I think on our end, I think communication of what's going on is going to become really important and we need to maybe one of the things I've realized is we need to be better at communicating just what is going on to our customers. So, yeah. Good stuff, Ashley. I appreciate that. I want to take a second just to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. They include the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest once again today is Ashley Kwasniewski. Uh, she is the co-founder and owner of Big Timber Brewing. Uh, Ashley, I want to jump right back into it. What's the vision that you have for Big Timber Brewing long-term? What's that look like? Um, we would like to continue to expand our distribution platform. Um, we might maybe hopefully become a regional brewer if everything goes to plan. Uh, finish our current tap room, really really clean up the area around us, um, make the downtown Elkins area just more of a tourist, touristy area. And then, yeah, we want to we wanna just keep expanding our beer profile, always working on our recipes. And then the other one is we want to be, be better employers. We, we, that's something that's really close to our heart, and we want to just keep working towards that goal. Um, be somewhere where you can support your whole family just with you working. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the, I love that vision. And especially, uh, you know, Elkins is a beautiful place anyway, but you know, just like you were saying, if you can re-energize that whole area there around, uh, where you guys are located and, and whatnot. Um, one thing that's, that's for, for certain, you're right in the heart of, uh, the, the timber industry, which is kind of cool, right, uh, in Randolph County. And you think about, um, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, being out, you know, a having a love for the outdoors, you and your husband, Matt, both. And, of course, you guys are in the in West Virginia's playground right there in, in Randolph County. You know, we uh, you mentioned skiing and, and kayaking. You mentioned fishing. We have a, a place um, on Lower Glady right there in, in oh, yeah. outside of yeah. Elkins. Right, uh, right down from the Alpine, um, Alpine uh, Lodge, Alpina, and uh, mm -hmm. it's called Trout Place. We love to get down there. But you know, really, you know, the outdoors, uh, whether it's backing, backpacking, or mountain biking, or hiking, or whatever you're doing, at the end of the day, it's kind of nice to have a, a cold IPA from Big Timber Brewing, and it goes hand in hand with our outdoor economy. You know. It definitely does, yeah. I think you guys have a, a great thing going there, great products, a great brand. How do you, Ashley, how do you attract um, new customers to Big Timber Brewing? Well, I think we have, we have different sales ideas, but really the craft beer world is – one that people want to try new things yeah. and i think if they find something they like on the shelf they'll come to our tap room and they'll try it um if they liked one beer they'll try another and it's it goes two ways i mean the craft beer world a little fickle too they always want new things yeah <laughs> but i think having consistent quality is super important that's something we um and then also filling all orders so that if you do find a beer you love it isn't misting on the shelf next time you are doing your grocery pickup or such and 
you know, if you had a beer while you're on vacation, we want that beer to be just as special next time you came back. So that's something that we put most of our time into. It's just our consistency and our quality. Um, we like word of mouth advertising, I think a little bit more than we like the traditional advertising. Um, and I think West Virginians too, they, they want to support us. Yeah. They're proud of their state. I mean, I know for myself, if I see a product is a West Virginia product, I'm way more likely to buy it. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, when I was uh, listening to you talk about uh, some of the um, communication with, with your client, your customers and their, um, you know, how this, you know, the markups and the price variances and, and th things like that, I, I feel like, you know, um, I'm even willing to pay a little bit more if it's locally made, you know. Uh, just knowing mm -hmm. that uh, the small businesses and entrepreneurs like yourself, what they, you know, some of the challenges you guys go through uh, on a day-to-day -day basis and growing and, you know, regulations and taxes and everything else. You know, we want to we support you guys for sure. Uh, speaking of challenges, what's one of the biggest challenges you're, you guys are facing right now? Oh, I, I know you've heard the supply shortages. It's been, we've never, ever had the supply issues we've had now. It's not, it, it they, we just, at this point we order, give them our money and then cross your fingers um, and spend our whole day, like every day, like calling them to see where our order is. Cause those can shortages have hit us really hard. Um, so much of our product goes out in cans Yeah. and we'll get a call that something's supposed to come in one day and then they delay us two weeks, oh, wow. two weeks, three weeks, and we have no control over it. Wow. And we, since so much of our product is in package, we don't have a lot of other options either yeah so you guys have your own canning line there at big timber as well we do yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's huge i know that uh i've talked with some other brewing companies and they're that's their that's their bucket list is to get a canning line so you guys are uh, ahead of the game there I, I would say ashley you know you're leading a team there of employees you're leading uh your family, you're leading your business, you're leading your community. What are some, some of your thoughts on leadership uh, uh, and maybe even a, a leadership lesson that you've learned about yourself during the pandemic? Um, the pandemic was like a blessing in disguise. It really showed us what we need and what really was going to yeah. be important going forward. And yeah. I think the, the best thing and the easiest way to lead is to listen. Mm. I don't know everything. Nobody does. And so many people that work for us are super talented and smart. And I think just open your ears and listen to what they have to say, because they probably might have a better idea than you do. Or if you have an idea, tell them about it so they can help you make, make it a better one. Yeah, that's um, great. And try to put yourself in their shoes. Like I talked about trying to be a good employer. We really strive to be as like as good as we can. And it's hard with such a small business, but we want to be the people we'd want to work for. So that's something we work for every day. So, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, you know, having a, uh, a job where, um, a career position where you don't, uh, you know, you want to run to work instead of drag your drag yourself in there every day, right? And I, I think that's that's important. I, I appreciate you sharing uh, some of your thoughts on on leadership and and I uh, love the idea of of listening. Uh, I think that's really important. What's one piece of advice, Ashley, that you would give to uh, maybe a young person out there listening to this podcast today, thinking about, hey, I'd like to start a business. You know, what's what's one piece of advice you would give them? You should do it. First, 
the first thing though, write your, write it down on paper, write through all the different ideas, mm -hmm. write, write up a business plan, really run mm -hmm. through all the numbers. Think mm -hmm. about what you actually want to do and listen to what you want to do. There's so many ideas out there and people, people love to say, you know what you should do. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they don't have all the information and maybe you don't want to. The customer yeah. is helpful and often means well, but the customer is not always right. Yeah. So I think just write down your ideas, really work through the different scenarios. And I think that is the first step in getting started, actually. Yeah. Did you always have an entrepreneurial spirit, Ashley? I just knew I just don't like not having things my way. I'm I'm a very <laughs> I have a vision of how the world's supposed to be and yeah. I I just really want to try to create that world. And the tiny impact I'll have, mm. I don't know. As long as I'm trying, I'll feel good about it. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts there. Um, what's one thing that you do every day that you think contributes to your success personally? Um, it, one of the hardest things is you have to, like you said, don't, you don't want to drag yourself to work at the end of the day. Sometimes it still is just a job and no one is keeping me accountable except really myself. And I, I just keep myself accountable. I make a list of all the things I'm supposed to do that day. I write down all my ideas and I review those lists every day. And I, it would be easy to just slack off and let everything kind of slowly disappear. I think, um, yeah. you know, being your own employer, you, you have to keep yourself accountable. And that's, that is a challenge in itself when, you know, I just want to go out and play in the snow. <laughs> or go trout fishing or yeah. go for a hike. Yeah, I just go camping when I'm supposed to be at work. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I uh, the um, there, somebody shared a, a sentence with me uh, about 20 years ago, and I'll never forget when they uttered these words. And it, it reminds me uh, when you, what you're saying reminds me of the sentence. It's a 10 word sentence, and every word is only two letters. But it's very powerful, and it says, if it is to be, it is up to me. And I, I love that sentence because exactly what you're saying. You know, there's days where I'm like, okay, maybe somebody else can do that. And I'm like, nah, you know what? The only way it's going to get done is if I get myself motivated to go do that thing. So I, I appreciate you uh, sharing some insight on that. Have you ever been to a, um, a place called Bickle Knob there in Randolph County? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a cool place. I discovered uh, my wife and I discovered a couple, maybe a year and a half ago or so. We were uh, we did a, a truck camping excursion expedition where we <laughs> we camped along the the river there at Glady and uh, and okay. uh, it yeah. did some exploring around there. There's another uh, place, um, God Near Knob. Have you ever been to God Near Knob? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, it's a beautiful. That, that is like one of the coolest places in West Virginia. If, any, if anybody hasn't heard of that, you need to check it out. It's like a uh, emerald forest or something. I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's beautiful. So you you uh, you guys definitely live in a beautiful place and have a great product and a great company. Um, Ashley, um, you know, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about Big Timber Brewing or about your story? Um, gosh, that I feel so that's so open ended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I don't know. I don't think so. Just if you, if you are wondering about why certain packages aren't getting to your area, we get that question a lot. We are trying. We're, we have expansion plans for our canning line, fermentation capacities. So more of our seasonals are going to get to you this year. I, we, we are trying. Like, I know you guys want them. I know they want them. <laughs> we hear you. We are doing our best to get them to you. Um, awesome. And we are doing our best to control the pricing before they get to you. Yeah, that's good stuff. Clo- uh, as we close out our time, Ashley, how can our listeners learn more about Big Timber Brewing and perhaps even get in contact with you? Okay, so we're super active on our social media. Um, any questions you have, we're happy to answer them. We we update it a lot. You can email us at cheers at Big Timber Brewing. We're happy to get back to you. Or uh, We're at the tap room. You can just give us a call if you have a quick question. Um, and then we do plan on having attending a lot of events and having events throughout the state. So if you get a chance to see us at any of those this year, come by and say hi. Yeah. I mean, what are some, what are some of the, that, uh, what are some of the festivals and events that you guys attend? Um, we will be at rails and ales. They just announced a date for that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Iron horse is having a March madness, uh, beer versus beer thing will be running up there to support that if you guys i think it seems like a super fun innovative yeah. idea so in morgantown run out there in morgantown yeah. yeah it's great um i think it's i can't remember i think we're up against Stumptown, so go us i guess um and we mountaineer brew fest up in wheeling is something we always attend great. and really if we if we can we will attend a beer festival as long as we have the personnel to go we will be there yeah that's um, awesome and we'll make sure we have links to your website as well as your social media in the show notes section as well as the the facebook live uh, uh, uh page as well so we'll make sure we get give you guys shout outs uh for that for big uh, big timber brewing ashley it's uh it's been a real honor to have you on the show i love listening to the backstory uh as well as the story uh, of how you guys came to elkins and and uh, how matt was able to bring uh his passion for brewing and you guys moved back here to west virginia and and you got this uh, a, really a fantastic company a brewing company it's got a great brand people love your products and and they're clamoring for it so continue to expand and keep doing uh, great work out there i really appreciate uh, have you having you on the show and I think what you're doing is great keep up the great work well thank you for having me it's nice talking to you yeah likewise I- yeah it definitely folks that's a wrap on another episode of positively West Virginia positively West Virginia is brought to you by the state journal WV news and interaction media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state just like my new friend Ashley Kwasniewski of Big Timber Brewing. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with her business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website at PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, your positive reviews and encouragement. And we love it when you guys share these episodes to give people like Ashley and and Big Timber uh, more recognition out there in West Virginia and, and around the country as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show, the PWV Small Business Mastermind. That's every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where each week we bring a panel of business experts and business leaders from around the state 
to help small business leaders succeed in their business. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business, entrepreneurship, leadership, and nonprofits in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.